Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. We are here to educate you, challenge you, encourage you along your journey with intermittent fasting, low-carb eating, basically anything you're doing to just be a better, hotter, healthier you. You can check us out at FastingLane.com and on Twitter and Instagram at FastingLane. Our guest this week comes to me from a suggestion from Robin Switzer, who I adore. She told me about Debbie Potts, and Debbie is the owner, trainer, and coach of a unique health detective coaching service. The holistic method incorporates eight elements to guide her clients as they repair, rebuild, and restore their whole health. Debbie helps driven and ambitious people who are trying to do all the right, right things investigate what is actually going on under the hood to get their body and vibrant self back. Welcome to Life in the Fasting Lane, Debbie. Why, thanks for having me today. I'm pretty, to I'm pretty excited because I am one of those ambitious, driven, always on people who lately, perhaps because of my age, perhaps because of the pandemic, perhaps because of various breakdowns, I don't know, is uh, just losing it So and kind of tired. So Debbie, I'm excited to hear more about your personal story and also yeah. about your book, Life is Not a Race, It is a Journey. Um, you've created the holistic method manual and workbook, and you also host the low carb athlete, a weekly podcast to help athletes of all levels improve their ability to burn fat, optimize health from the inside out and achieve, achieve peak performance gains. So Debbie, let's get this out of the way. First of all, I know this is (laughs) shocking, but I am not an athlete. My husband's an athlete. I know athletes, but I have never been. And, and will never have the ability, I don't know if I want to have the ability uh, yeah. to be an athlete. So tell me, I want to hear your personal story, but like, Debbie, help me, a person who is not an athlete, do you have methodologies and, and thoughts you can teach a, a, a hopeless person in that way like me? <laughs> well, never say hopeless. It's, mm. it's, you know, wanting to do something or finding what you enjoy doing. You know, we're just talking about quality of life. And I want people to wake up in the morning and have energy and vitality and have the drive to thrive every day. So doing an exercise that you hate doing isn't going to last very long. So it's yeah. finding what you like your happy place. You know, we went for a bike ride around where we live now near Rancho Santa Fe, Southern California. And like, ah, this is so enjoyable. So that works for me because I love it. You know, I love doing yoga and working out outside. And so you have to find what brings you joy and happiness. And because as everything we'll talk about probably is there's not one size fits all approach. Yeah. So tell us first about you. Tell us your personal story and, and life about life is not a race. Well, just, you know, it's... My mission, I feel like today, it's and it helps with COVID to force us, forced us all to stop and slow down and be stuck at home and really look at your fast pace of life that we all seem to have. You know, waking up in the morning and just going nonstop until we get home at night, and that happened to me for many, many years. And finally, one day, I couldn't do anything. You know, I was training for Ironmans and marathons and doing 50K trail runs in the off season. And I was competing at a high age group level until about 2001, until end of 2012. And I was just writing about this yesterday in an article. It just 
started to feel tired and I started to feel bloated and getting gaining weight really quickly and I couldn't bike and I was you know just did Ironman Hawaii and just had a great race and feeling the best shape of my life three months later I had nothing I had no energy I had no strength or power I was just tired all day I couldn't sleep at night of course a big red flag but when you wake up at two in the morning and you can't fall back asleep you know you've got some hormone imbalances and then afternoons i would instead of be working out or working i would be having a nap and so my life really changed drastically in 2013 and has you know evolved over the years and, and until this year thanks to covid i realized i really wasn't still slowing down as much as i i could now it's like this morning i'm laughing going okay we're sitting in bed reading our ipads <laughs> reading blogs and articles, catching up and stuff, waiting for the sun to come up so we can go for a workout. That's the first time in my life I go, I don't know how to do this. How do you sit in bed and read your iPad? It's in the morning. It's a work day. Let's get up and go. You know, 5 a.m. I'd be out the door. And so that's just, you know, I feel like it's my mission to help other people become aware of those red flags when you're doing too much in life. And it doesn't matter if you're an athlete or not. It's just like we fill our plate. We don't know how to say no more is better and we just fill in all hours of the day doing something and if we don't do something we feel like we're lazy we're not productive or we're just not maximizing all the hours of the day so totally different right now even more different than the last few years my journey last eight years and now it's like okay this is what slowing down is about so that's kind of what I wrote my book to share my story to help other people avoid going through what I did. Right. Okay. I get it why why Robin suggested you now. So I, I definitely struggle with all of those things. And I, except like the, the Ironman thing and the marathon, I never struggled with any of that. Still I never, blank though, right? Yeah, still, you know, take that out. Working. Working was definitely yeah. like, that's definitely my uh, choice uh, activity. And so I would say for the past month and a half has been the first time in my life that I have consistently for a whole month and a half not worked on the weekend. Um, and I just feel super uncomfortable about it. Like I really am trying, my husband always says the way that I talk about relaxing is like an activity. I'm like, relax, like right now I'm going to relax. Like that's what I'm going to get done. <laughs> and it's just so unnatural to me. And I don't know if I have been able to really like, I don't know what to do when I relax and I don't want a hobby because then I got to get something else done because I will feel like I have to do it really well. So what I've basically been doing during these wonderful periods of relaxation during the weekend when I don't work um, is basically watch like seven hours of House Hunters International because I'm a very refined scholarly person. Um, I also love Saturday Night Live and I'm an avid watcher of The Young and the Restless. So... I am sure that people will tell me I need like more fulfilling things and I go for walks every day. I do love to walk in nature. I love to walk my dog. I like to hang out with my family. Like I'm not an evil person, but I don't get it. Like maybe, maybe you can show me the way, like what's so great about relaxing? <laughs> well, I've, I'm not, I don't really know what relaxing means myself. I don't think it means just doing nothing and watching TV. I think it's doing more therapeutic activities like for example we just bought this new house with an acre of this ginormous garden that has a lot of constant work and eucalyptus trees that just keep dropping leaves every day so you know doing 
things as picking up the leaves off the ground and sweeping the stairs up to our hilltop yard we have and that's like relaxing to me you know that's sweeping up the there's a little putting green and there's always tree stuff down there so raking and so it's like low intensity exercise it's more you know good for doing something but just therapeutic at the same time because I, I like to do things and be outside and be moving but you know doing more yoga and doing other things that are lower intensity is what I think is more beneficial to be relaxing rather than sitting on the sofa watching hours of tv that people tend to do right now but what if you really, really hate yoga and gardening? Not that I'm speaking about myself, but like maybe I am, right? Like what if you tried it and you're like, this seems a lot like working. Um, so I, you know, there are things I like. I like to dance. I like to go on walks outside. Um, that's about it. <laughs> if I'm really thinking about it. And that's all you know, right. what else I used to like to do is I like to go to fancy spas and try out uh, a service and like really disconnect. Well, yeah. I, I haven't felt uh, like that was the right thing to do for the past, you know, eight, nine months. So I haven't done it. Um, I, I've gone on spa vacations where I have tried yoga and tai chi and hula hoop and dancing and everything. And I really like that's that's amazing. And so for me, at least during this period, that went away, right? Like, so the things I had figured out that I liked, I feel like went away. And I feel like I could use your book. I feel like I could use your lessons because I haven't really been able to find new things to replace them with. That's not completely true. My way of relaxing in a lot of ways is to like manipulate a calendar and start a new company, right? So that's what I did. I started a new company four months ago. It's like, 20 something people now it's doing great wow. and that is literally my form of relaxing and I'm pretty sure that's unhealthy uh mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm giving you a real challenge here right like like you wrote this book for exactly the kind of person that is that is a uh, really interesting like me so like you talk about living life as a race and and not aware of overdoing it and and, mm -hmm. and overdoing life and I want to hear about like how you've come to that realization which I think I've come to and then what are some of the first steps that, that a person might do to, to change that? Well, you know, I think my, that's part of my big mission to help educate people to create that awareness because my health issues and my breakdown and burnout of my body systems didn't just happen overnight in March 2013. It was accumulating over the years. So if I can teach people how to be aware of those red flags because your body's going to tell you hey slow down you're doing too much and it's just that chronic stress stuff that we we just keep going we don't you know start rest you know out going for a sprint and then taking a break you know hunting hunting for something running from that lion and then resting and having a little rest break eating and go again so going to you for example it's just finding what works for you don't do yoga if you don't like it you just try different things out and find out what makes you feel good when you're done what makes you smile or, or just feel good and happy and if it's journaling or if it's you know drawing starting to paint whatever it might be is just trying to explore that i never gardened before or did yard work but for some reason coming to this new house and having this yard i was always on my computer working 
in the past, when my husband would be doing yard work on the weekend, I'd be on my computer doing stuff like you, the same thing, just all the, all day long. Like, oh, good. I get five hours of work time, you know? Yeah. Yay. And now it's like, okay, I want to be outside and I want to move some bricks and I want to do some stuff. But it's like, who is this person? It's, it's something new for me. And I don't know anything about gardening. I'm going to have to look stuff up because they're already plants are already dying. So it's something new, <laughs> like this, a new challenge, but you know, I think it's just figuring out difficult. I, I, I tell them since March that breakfast, lunch, dinner means get outside and move, you know, go for a walk around the block and do some type of exercise or movement outside. And it's just simple things like that. I really believe in strength training, especially for women as we get older, we really strength train. So if it's yoga or Pilates, or if it's lifting bricks, or if it's, you know, a hit training or strength training, it it's finding what works for that individual. So it's again, N equals and exploring different options, but figuring out, Oh, this is what, this is my thing. I really like this, but you don't know until you do it. Um, I do weight training with my husband a couple of times a week. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I like it because I don't like most exercise, but I hate it less than other things. And I, I do like the results of it. So, so talk to us about, you were talking about how you weren't able to lose weight. You look super fit and like you, you found some answers. Like what, what changed for you? You know, a lot of it over the years came up. I've been a personal trainer since, you know, college. I was in fitness and that was a long time ago, uh, but for 25 plus years, I've been doing personal training. And over the years, last 10 years, I've been on health coaching, different programs and nutritional therapy. And recently FDN practitioner, where we're able to run the functional lab test and correlate all that information together. And for me, that's what really worked. I feel like I was always struggling. My journey began trying to figure out what was wrong with me and figure out what was in internal chronic sources of stress by running multiple labs because so many different people I would go see would just treat the lab results and give me some supplements. Well, uh, yeah, if I keep living my life as I was and being busy, I ran my own business. I was a constant stress trying to, you know, it was $8,000 a month rent over the 10 years it built up. And so that was my number one stress trying to you know, compete in a fitness market that kept growing because all these different franchise studios, Orange Theory, you know, and Bar Method, and all these things started popping up the past 10 years. So I had constant stress running my own business. Thank God I, I closed it October 1st last year, just in time. But, you know, that was my main stress, running my own business and try to succeed and always, you know, you're always trying to get new people and market and you're doing all the behind the scenes. It's not just being a personal trainer and a coach to someone and leading circuit training. So that was my stress. So I had to figure out how to change my life and closing my business last year really was the final thing I needed to do and get out of running my own, that business because it was my main stress. So I could never really get better. Yes, I improved a lot since 2013. Part of that is doing the lab testing and finally working on my lifestyle habits. So no one could make me better. And I I coach people and I don't take on clients unless they're motivated to do the work. Because as I said, you can't just take the supplements and expect to be better if you don't change your nutrition and lifestyle habits. So 
It's more like, okay, everyone's giving me a pill. I just wanted the magic solution and get back into getting my body back and racing again and competing in top of my age group. Well, that never happened because <laughs> I got so broken. And, and so, you know, a lot of stuff I just have had to learn and mostly till this past year, closing my business, that that was my main stressor. So sometimes you have to make a major life change to really get yourself healthy again. And, you know, it's like a divorce or closing your business and starting something new. Like now I'm just focusing on one thing and that's health coaching, not trying to do 10 things. Right. So it's, yeah. you know, narrowing your focus. I like how you talk about this because I think people and in particular women um, will judge themselves so harshly for a changing period in their life. So I used to own a company for 10 years with 30 people and it was very amazing and fulfilling and wonderful and tiring. And I sold it a few years ago and I'm grateful for that period of my life. And I'm so grateful that it's done. Um, I'm starting this new company, which I know is going to be a large company, but I find the work very, very, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion work, and it's very fulfilling. Um, and this time, I'm not in a hurry. I'm being very selective about the people I work with and the clients I work with, and it's just a different period in life, right, where sometimes you're broke, and sometimes you have lots of money, and, and hopefully uh, you pull through. But I find a lot of times that women will beat themselves up for the, the period of life that they're at, and I like how you – you just sound really healthy and I can see how you could coach people well about being like, this is the period of your life you're in right now. Is it, is it feeding you? Is it suiting you? Is it where you want to be? And then can you own the decision to either stay there or, or do something else? Cause like yeah. now you even might like gardening, which it sounds you're not like you're not good at it, which I can relate not to, at all. <laughs> but I'm super proud of you for trying it and you like it. So like, why not? Even if the plants die, you gave it a shot, you know? So I, I think that's cool. So how do you coach, um, people on their journey like when you say you only want to do it if they're they're willing to do the work how do you know if how can a person see if they're ready to to change their life or or to move out of something or into something that's a good question because I just had this experience with someone a week ago that they didn't want to be coached they just wanted the test results and I, I need to be more clear that we don't treat test results we look at this whole investigation to get all this data, these clues, look at the intake forms, nutritional therapy. I look at your food log and symptoms. I look at your activity levels. And then we have lab tests, you know, do a GI map or a gut biome test and look at parasites, hidden infections, imbalances, hormones, nutritional um, or food sensitivities and all this stuff we can look. So we're just putting the missing pieces of the puzzle together. But when we're doing that, we're working on the lifestyle habits. So we get the labs, run the labs. But while we're doing that, we start working on the nutrition, working on your exercise and your movement, which a lot of, if I'm working with athlete, they tend to overdo it. And so it's just working with someone, all right, meet the client where they're at. And so we're really individualizing it. I like to look at their genetics and just use DNA fit or some other programs are coming out. Dr. Ben Lynch is seeking health, a strategy and report and combining that information. So just more stuff I can get about a person, and then I can really help individualize a protocol to help them feel their best self and live their best life. And I just feel so strongly about the importance of that right now in our world. 
So working on all that, but you know, the more important things are sleep and getting that right sleep and stress reduction. And I posted an article today on stress is on, blood sugar's up. If stress is on, your immune system's down. And so working on these external chronic sources of stress, identifying our hidden internal sources of chronic stress with lab tests, and then figuring out how we can make you your best self, as I said. So it's just combining everything together. Yeah. So since uh, the pandemic has started, my stress is like everyone's, right? Everyone is affected in, in some way. Yeah. Um, and, and things have changed in some way. And at first, for me, fasting became, it just felt impossible, right? Like the only way to deal with the stress was to eat everything. And I just had like, terrifying uh, future pictures of the pandemic ending and being airlifted out of my home because I couldn't fit <laughs> out the door. And I was like, I really need to get control. So yeah. I did, but I have not been able to do any lengthy fast. And, and really, I'm not good at lengthy fast, like days on end, right? Mm -hmm. um, I much prefer intermittent fasting. And so for me, like once I got it together and, and got pretty steady again, my goal during this period because of the increased stress has just been to stay where I am. Like mm -hmm. if we come out of this pandemic and, and I, I'm around the same weight as when we started, man, I'm a rock star, like in my opinion. And so I've heard so many people struggle and like want to achieve so much. And there, there are a few people I've met who have just like done an incredible job and changed their life during this period. And I really admire them. But I think for most average people like myself, um, staying where they are during this period of stress like we've never experienced before is a heck of an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. um, at least at least it is for me. So what is your experience or what are your thoughts on fasting? Well, that's what I was also going to throw in. When I had my health problems, I've been doing low carb since... I don't know, 15 years. Wow. I've been doing fasted workouts. I was doing all this before it was even the word keto was out. And I was doing metabolic efficiency testing on clients on a treadmill or bike, as well as resting since 2005. Mm. So I've been educated and experiencing the low carb training, how to teach people to burn fat, become more metabolically efficient for a very long time. Over the years, we learn more about low carb, and then you start to learn more about being in nutritional ketosis. And and then fasted workouts, I think that was 2005, 2000, probably more 2009, I started doing that because I was at a conference and Bob Sebahor, who does a lot of metabolic efficiency coaching and for athletes, but it was about why do you need to eat before you work out? You know, why do you need to have a gel for athletes every hour when they work out? You know, these 300 calorie sugary drinks every hour. And ever since then, I was like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. So I started right away uh, not eating something. And it was really funny. I always remember when I first started, well, that happened. We, I first started doing long distance events and triathlons in um, 1999. <laughs> and I realized, I, I remember one time I thought I was being healthy, having a banana and a bagel and taught spin class at the club. And then I met people to go for a bike ride. And that was, you know, I forget what year, say 99 or 2000, because I was like, why do I need to eat? I have all this fat in my body to burn off. I'm going to go meet them and go for this long 50 mile bike ride and not eat. Well, 
what happens when you just don't have any transition period of time, I bonked and I had to sit on the side of the road at this park, have a nap while they finished this loop of this hill. And I, someone had a cliff bar and gave me a cliff bar, which are like 50, 60 grams of carbohydrates. And that was like early on, like, okay, how are you supposed to burn fats when I'm exercising, burning calories, but I keep eating all the time. So I started, yeah. you know, very long ago. So it's 20 years ago. And I started thinking outside the box and then, you know, always was curious about it. So me fasted workouts I've been done for a very long time and teaching people how to burn fat when they work out. So now when I'm working with clients, I talk about, you know, I'm a Keon coach from Ben Greenfield. We did a course and I did his course as a superhuman coach 10 years ago. And so we always got into fasted morning workouts, you know, getting up and going for a walk and wait to break your fast later on. And it's amazing, I think, to just not eat and just drink water and experience how you feel or I have my coffee. I, I don't do true fast because I was like a little heavy cream on my coffee. Me too. <laughs> so I do cheat. I don't know how I not to have do it. it. I like I'm amazed by people who don't respect uh -huh. that thought, but there's no way. Like I, I need to like keep my family alive by having coffee. I feel like that is a good good plan on my part. But you know, I don't like working out. Um you're an early adopter and a learner. In this area I'm as slow as molasses, right? And I came to the same thought. Uh, I feel better when I work out having not eaten. Mm -hmm. I feel better working out in the morning. I've had coffee, one coffee with a little bit of heavy cream. Workout feels much better than anything else I ever did. I don't completely understand the science. I haven't researched it. I haven't taken the classes like you. All I know is I get better results and I feel right when I do it for me. Um, and, and so that's, you know, the way that I got there just a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, but I don't and, and think there's science though on it, right? It's N equals one. There's no science if, you know, on me, when I exercise at what heart rate, what pace intensity, or if I go for a walk, if this is helping me. So I don't know, there's not really any science, especially for women out there on exercise and fasting. Yeah. And I think I like that too, is that when people decide like what I found worked for me was eating low carb and intermittent fasting. I've done extended fasting. It was very effective and it made me so psychologically miserable that I am not a fan. It's not for me. And then I listen to some people who really just have no problem going a week and fasting and it's really great for them. And I, I'm amazed by them, but it's not me. Um, I, I just think also forgiveness of like understanding what works for some people. I have a lot of friends that were very unhealthy and have completely almost reversed some of their health issues being vegan. I have other friends who have been very unhealthy and completely reversed their health issues being carnivore. And I cannot judge anyone for pursuing their, their health and better life and pretend like I understand what it is to live in their body because nobody could ever figure me out and I, I can't pretend to, to figure them out. But um, Debbie, where can people find out more about you and your book? Well, before I say that, I just want to throw in that last comment is I like to look at their ancestry background too. So where you look at your genetic, you can go 23 me, where's your highest percentage of where you're from and look at that too. Cause if you are eating more vegan, vegetarian, carnivore, you know, everyone's so different. So I always yeah. like to look at that no, factor 
in genetics. So, um, yeah, I'm on Amazon for my book, Life is on a Race, and the Holistic Method Manual and Workbook. I have those both there. And then my website is debbiepotts.net. And on Instagram, I tend to hang out there because Facebook is stressful to me, <laughs> or it was in COVID it. early days. So I had yes. to like disconnect. But I've been on Instagram as a low carb athlete. Low carb athlete and yeah. Debbie Potts is D E B B I E P O T T S. Is that correct? Yep. Dot net. Dot net. Got it. Got it. Oh no, we won't talk to her. That'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, Debbie, thank you so much for sharing this with us and uh, letting us know about your life. I- I'm really excited about your new garden. Send us a picture in a couple months. Let us know what's still alive and what made it. Um, thank you so much for being on the life and the fasting lane podcast. Yes. We'll have you on my low carb podcast next. That sounds great. Thank you, Debbie. Yeah, and everybody, thank you. For, thank you for tuning in. You can get more tips on fasting, keto, and low carb at fastinglane.com. And you can check us out at Instagram and Twitter at fastinglane to your health and hotness. 